So why do we go through trials and how do we handle trials when they come our way? And do you really understand what trials in your life actually are from a biblical standpoint? Well, these are the things that we are going to discuss from a biblical standpoint for approximately the next 12 minutes or so. So, you see, for the disciple of the Lord that makes the kingdom of God their priority, right, your faith is always going to be tested. It's not going to stop. It's not going to end. There's going to be testing all the way through this life until we go home to be with the Lord. And let me read to you from the Bible book of James chapter 1, verses 2, 3, and 4. Uh, it says this. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, the first thing that I'd like to point out to you here in these verses that I just read to you is that, first of all, it is addressing brethren, right? So this is not speaking to the casual reader of the Bible, and nor is it speaking about every single person on the face of the earth, right? But rather, this speaks to that person that has come into the family of God through repentance and through faith, in Jesus Christ. This is who the Apostle James was addressing here, okay? And th that is the, the person that has truly received the gospel and is fully committed to serving the Lord in their daily lives, come what may. Uh, in, in serving the Lord in the way that they live their life, okay? So, this person here in these verses that I just read to you is, is exhorted to count it as something to be joyful about when they face trials in their lives. And it is true that we do indeed face many different trials. But the important thing that we need to understand is what the Word of God is actually referring to when it speaks of trials here. It may not, may not be what you think it is referring to, or maybe how you've heard this verse often quoted to you, okay? Or under the context that in which it was quoted to you. It might, you might find out something different here today. So the word trials there that we see in verse 2 here is the original uh, Greek word pyrasmus. Pyrasmus, right? And it speaks of an enticement to sin. So as we read these verses here, this is what the Apostle James was addressing when we are enticed to sin. This is what he's referring to as a trial. And these trials, you can also insert the word temptation there if you'd like, but they come in various forms. There are no cookie-cutter trials, right? We all experience this type of trial in many different ways, 
as we walk by faith in the Lord through this temporary life. And the enticing aspects of sin are constantly beating a path to our door. So it's like um, what the Word of God told Cain, or excuse me, what God told Cain, and we read about it in the Word of God, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 7, he asked this question of Cain, and then he made a statement to Cain. He said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do, do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So today, for the born-again Christian, the only way that we can rule over sin in our lives is to be yielding to and to be led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord. In Galatians 5.16, the Apostle Paul wrote, and he said, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But again, we know that there is and always will be an enticement to sin. These type of trials, this enticement to sin, which is what James is speaking of here, this comes about time and time again in our lives, right? And what is it that these trials do? Well, we see very clearly here that they test our faith. And what does the testing of our faith do? Well, it tells us it produces patience. Now, that word patience that we find in James chapter 1 in the original Greek was the word hupamone, hupamone, okay? And it is a word that speaks of a man that is deliberate in his purpose. And this is very important that we grasp this, right? It speaks of a man who is deliberate in his purpose purpose, one who does not sway from that purpose, and is faithful and loyal even in the most difficult trials, right? So, so when an enticement to sin comes along in the life of a maturing believer, and you remain faithful to the Lord, you remain loyal, you remain unwilling to swerve away from your purpose, then a trial has had a positive outcome in your life. You resisted the devil. You resisted sin. And then when the next time comes that a trial comes along in your life, you have the patience to endure it, to stay the course. You're more deliberate about it. Now, because you went through it once, right? And then, of course, it's going to come again. And when sin comes to entice you again, and uh, this time might not be the same as the last time, but you resist again, what happens is you become even stronger in your faithfulness, your steadfastness. You grow in the Lord, okay? You're, you are more deliberate in your purpose, Right? So, and, and then like um, verse 4 of James 1 here says, um, patience begins to have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, this is the will of God for our lives. He is working in us both to will 
and to do of his good pleasure. He is bringing us to a, a place where we are complete, right? We are the workmanship of God, and we are being made fit for the kingdom. And again, this work is accomplished through the working of his Holy Spirit within us. So you see, the Bible teaches resistance to and not acceptance of sin. Okay, now let me repeat that because I believe that this is a crucial statement in our day and age in modern day Christianity. The Bible teaches resistance to and not acceptance of sin. The more we resist, the more our faith is stretched, the more we become stronger in our faith. You know, if you go to the gym and you see the bench press sitting there and you see the barbell resting on the, bar, um, you know, on the bench press and then there's some weights on the bench press and you look at it and you just say, nah, I, I can't handle that. Well, then you're giving in to your weakness. You're not going to be made stronger, right? Rather than facing the opportunity to put resistance into action, you give in and you remain weak from a physical standpoint. It's just an analogy here, right? But this is the same thing that happens when you are enticed to sin and you give in to it. You remain spiritually weak and unfit for the kingdom of God because you've looked back to your old ways. You haven't put your hand to the plow and not looked back as Jesus calls us to do as his disciples. But look, what we're seeing here is that we can thank God for trials. That is, we can thank God for the enticement to sin. We can count it all joy, all joy excuse me, because it has a perfect work that it is performing within us. It is making it so that we can be lacking of nothing, not lacking in our faith in the Lord. Right? God's work by the power of his spirit within us, it's a perfect work. Sin comes along and we yield to the Holy Spirit. We resist the trial, the temptation, the enticement to sin. And as a result, we grow in our walks with the Lord. So I exhort both you and me today with this short teaching to not give in to sin when it entices you. And to realize that when sin does entice you, that it is being used as a test to strengthen your faith, to make you perfect and without lack. Right? Again, giving in to sin makes us weaker. Resisting sin makes us stronger. Right? And now you should know and you should understand why the Word of God tells us to count it all joy when we face trials because it has a purpose. For the one who has a purpose in God, right, where we're, our eyes are fixed on the Lord and we're, we're in the kingdom of God, we're seeking first the kingdom of God, we're making that the priority of our lives, right? These trials, this enticement to sin has a purpose, but we need to, to let it have its perfect work. That is, we resist it, we fight it, we become stronger. So we'll go ahead and leave it at that today.
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Whatever the case may be. And we will see you next time. God bless.